guys, it's Layla Cheek. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Ample Cause, our justification. And I just wanted to document some of my um, events that happened earlier uh, in my life before, um, you know, Joe Biden got on here before some of this stuff happened because uh, they are eager to delete it out of my brain, especially as Elon Musk uh, is adamant about deleting uh, events out of my memory. So this uh, wicked preacher can continue uh, to abuse people and act like it didn't happen. And so Joe Biden can rewrite the narrative of history to pretend that I'm some bad guy and he's some, and this preacher some holy roller. Uh, meanwhile, they have uh, pretty much every shark in America invested in uh, human trafficking and uh, extreme violence towards women and kids because of their racial uh, hatred towards uh, converts in the church. So with that, I just wanted to start off, um, I was saying earlier how this Andy Stanley uh, had um, all kinds of uh, beyond affairs, I'd say, and was so uh, deep into um, his lust and so deep into his sexual immorality that, you know, it was beyond just watching the cameras, but he was uh, literally obsessed and he... uh, thought that he was married to me or he thought like we should each be married and then have you know like only each other and so when he went to Donald Trump and then dug through uh my past and found out you know um my my boyfriend like I I got married when I was 21 and I had like you know I didn't date the whole time my dad uh was around and my dad left when I was like 18 and so by the time you know I was like 19 to 22 I had, like, you know, one boyfriend, and this man has sat here and insinuated, like, I'm some wild woman, some uh, prostitute, some some fast woman, some adulterous thing, and, you know, you heard all the stories about it, and, uh, you know, he, he knows every detail of my of my sex life as a 20 year old and every detail of uh sexual things uh as a college kid you know because he literally cold calls uh all these people i've ever had contact with uh through trump scoundered up who these people are telephones them up ask them uh these perverted detailed questions and just imagine you know uh like i see little 20 year olds today and they're so young and just imagine like 20 years later uh, and when they're like in the approaching their forties, you call these guys up and you're like, "Hey, remember this chick you dated when, when you're in college? Can you tell us uh, what sexual positions you did with her? Can you tell us uh, what she was like in bed when she was twenty? Can, can you draw us a picture of her body as you remember it? Can can, can you tell us uh, what what did she wear? What did she like to eat? Uh, uh, was she loud and bad? What else was she like?" Oh, what's a pearl necklace? Oh, really? Oh, and, and uh, where did she go for uh, uh, dinner? And was she fancy? Or, or blah, blah. And, and we're talking about like little 20 year olds, y'all. And this preacher is so perverted. He literally uh, would ask these, you know, now grown men uh, these questions of, what it was like when when you dated a 20 year old and boy they love to sit there and uh, i guess reminisce and, and remember the details of like a five month period or something like it was the best day of their life because it was probably the best thing that ever happened to him and uh this man is such such perverted in that sense that he made it a discovery app on his website of exploitation of me and have these guys' content on there because that's how, I mean, it's beyond stalker. Like a stalker is someone um, that you would uh, maybe see. I was telling them earlier that 
you know, when we lived in Minnesota, I actually had like a stalker that would show up at like estate sales or like we would go to auctions um, on Fridays because we're, we're, you know, newly wet and we just moved to this new state and we had a little baby. And so we, you know, we don't leave our baby with a babysitter. We didn't have any family. So we had to just try and find stuff to do with, with the little kid. And uh, there was always like a town uh, estate or town um, auction or something uh, every Friday. So we go to this auction just to, you know, see what they had. And um, there was literally like, you know, a, a creep there that would like follow me around in there and like I would show up behind me. And especially when my husband was around and he would like try and like say stuff to me. And, you know, we, we seen like where he parked and he had like this weird little sports car and it was just full of like Madonna, uh, movies madonna posters madonna pictures like just weird things like you're like wow this guy is super uh creepy not right and then you know finally my husband confronted him and it was like you know stop uh stalking my, my wife so that would be like a case of like someone you don't know uh just shows up randomly like behind you all the time and like following you and like uh at random you know um trying to like you know be by you and say stuff to you but this man this Stanley was uh more possessive he thought I was his all the church pastors knew uh there was no chance of anyone coming in between him because he made sure that everyone knew that he was top dog and he owned me and he literally uh you know got um I think angry when he found out that you know I had boyfriends in, in the past and especially when he found out that I had money left to me at the state and you know someone had left me uh $225,000 of a trust um that Andy stole and took for himself because he was jealous and he thought it should be his and he thought that I should go to him for money and he thought that he should be like someone that would uh that I would need him for something and this is a trust, y'all, and it's illegal to tamper with a trust. And he got, like, um, I think just jealous that I would have that left to me. And then he also stole, you know, uh, $50,000 in a safety deposit box and $30,000 of assets that they found in a safety deposit box that they liquid off, liquidated off. And it's like, he stole all this money and, you know, that, that could pay off our student loan debt, that could have us how the rest are how you know what i mean like that's a lot we could do with and he was so jealous he thought that it should be his he thought that he had a right to take it from me he thought he had a right to go to the uh treasurer of illinois frederick's and and uh, persker and uh steal trusts and assets that were left to me and this frederick's uh literally sends out uh emails uh taunting me over the scheme he gave this to andy for and it's like um you know you you it's actually a case to tamper with the trust and this man thinks that it's his business to uh search out any money i had anywhere any boyfriends i had anywhere anything because he thinks he he thinks he was married to me and then he got so angry and so mad and started you know abusing me with this and then he when i had my ring sent for a repair my wedding ring he had it replicated and a model that made because he was so jealous of my wedding ring and he tried to destroy it um i I go for annual inspection and he had the lady bang it so hard that it broke a prong for me to have to send it in and when i had it sent in him and trump contacted the jewelers that got sent to and told them to either i don't know if they like replace my diamonds but there was something like black film on the back of uh, one of uh, a couple of my diamonds that were um like dirtied with with some kind of 
uh, vinyl uh, line inside of it that finally I figured out how to scrape off. But um, and then he had to make a replica of it. And so I'm like, geez, is this even my ring that I got back? Or is this like, you know, uh, a dud? Because this man was so jealous of everything. And then he even stole uh, money out of my Chase bank account um, that my dad sent me for an inheritance. And just had someone from State Farm, a local uh, employer here, uh, literally uh, withdraw money, put fake uh, withdrawals and deposits on a bank slip. And this is a worldwide bank, you know, Chase is no joke. And so all kinds of fraud just because of his blazing jealousy of him thinking that, you know, he owned me or like I was his property or like, um, you know, he, I think he was just angered when he found out that, um, I had a boyfriend in my past or that, you know, I didn't need him for any money purposes. And essentially, you know, Mike Baker had him, uh, he was here because I was supposed to go into ministry and missions and Mike Baker didn't have enough money at the church to, to do that or to compensate for their crime of hacking my Wi-Fi. So they brought Stanley in and Stanley was supposed to approve, approve of, um, like a ministry or a mission for me and help fund it. Well, he kept saying, no, she's not right. She's not right. Because he didn't have any money and he didn't want to tell anyone. And so that's part of the reason why he went to Trump too. And he didn't want to say that he didn't have money. So he kept trying to act like, no, no, no. And then, you know, um, literally, uh, I think he liked, uh, thinking that, you know, I needed him for something or like, um, I needed, you know, any money from him or something to go fund me for a ministry, which, you know, churches, if you're aware, usually, uh, pay for that anyway. It's not like, you know, um, something that's not common for the churches. And so, um, this is why, uh, he, uh, started taking his anger and his, uh, violent, uh, abuse out on my vaginal area and my breast. And he, you know, circumcised me. Uh, he said he had to wash me. And he'd wash my vagina. He would, he shattered it. He cut, he broke the bone and made it trickle down. Like, I have a split and a crack in my uh, vaginal bone from him. And uh, my breast, he burnt all the way to the rib. And he burnt my whole vagina down because he was angered at it. And just violently uh, mad, I guess, because he thought that, it should be his and you know he knows i'm married and he's married but he was that far in his adulterous relationship and even his kids when they later um invested in this and and seen like the internal work inside my body they seen his artwork and he had his his inscription uh engraved in my vagina in his hallmark uh name uh and symbol uh engraved in my uh on my face and so even his kids knew his boys knew wow, dad's a little caught up here and had to walk backwards with blankets to cover up his shame. So I'm like, this was a lot more than just, you know, oh, it's just like some stalker dude following you and stuff. Like, this man was mad at my key area, my key private parts, angered at him, so angry. And I tried to show the judge when I need a protection order. Like, look look at the violence onto my, you know, vagina and my breast. Like, this is not stalker. This is like, this man thought this was his and got so mad at it and violently attacked it um, as if, you know, it was his property or something like who does that and then you know from not only burning it but then washing it and circumcising it and everything done between it's like he is psychotic and it's like um he went way too far i think he um you know uh 
is still abusing me because of his own affairs and him being mad um i guess that um i don't uh, need him or uh feel the same about him stuff they have uh crossed over whatever <laughs> cords they put down all day long to try and trap you and that's the thing is that they have been sitting here uh ruining and disgracing my reputation and my name for a long long time now defaming me and um you know used all this to sit here and pretend like i have some kind of adultery or some kind of wild thing and essentially they didn't want anyone to know that i'm a christian and that i am you know um uh, you know, like a ministry-bound Christian is what it was before I got ruined my health. And so, um, you know, uh, Elon came and set up these uh, trials for for Trump, and especially this E. Jean Carroll, which was supposed to be me, and it was supposed to, you know, um, bring justice to this defamation that he's done to me and for me, and um, also the sexual assaults and rapes and stuff. But essentially, it was just more defamation as they hired this actress who is you know, a kooky uh, old lady who, uh, you know, has disgraced herself with her bald head and is uh, some kind of sexual fiend, uh, you know, a flaming liberal who knows what. And, you know, they act like this is supposed to be this uh, lady that Trump had this uh, affair with. And it's like, oh, well, uh, that's just more defamation. And, you know, she's uglier than sin. It's like, you could have got uh, a good, wholesome Christian chick half your age and make it her attractive and hired her for an actor but no instead you found the wack- wackiest uh ugliest uh nut job out there to like this was uh me essentially it was just like more defamation and he didn't show up for the defamation case because we know he's not gonna compensate me and it's like here he had the the trial in New York with Stormy Daniels, which Merrick Garland actually indicted him for, and I was grateful for that. And John MacArthur actually testified in that, and and the judge, you know, awarded me this compensation, and he made the deal that he was supposed to give me my my compensation uh, through the church, and you know, not have this on his name. But essentially, uh, he didn't compensate me a darn thing. Uh, you keep calling New York and they don't even know what you're talking about what case this is um, it's not tied to, to my name or my I have no you know victim pin number no victim letter nothing and so once again the DOJ has just screwed me over of probably the most violent crimes we've ever seen in the history of our nation against one person and uh, doesn't the DOJ has no uh, incentive whatsoever to bring justice uh, to and this is all on a court, guys. This guy keeps running around like, oh, mental health, mental health. Everything they do is with these military birds that records it all, like video cams it. And so it's like every act of, of sexual assault, every rape, every fire burning, every cutting, every slashing, every slaying, every anything you have done is recorded on video, and we can subpoena that in and watch it. And Merrick Garland seals it up every night. And, you know, I called a lawyer previously and he told me, uh, well, I was like, well, what if he keeps stealing it? And he said, well, the nature of those crimes will be subpoenaed in. You can't steal that kind of stuff. And so these guys sit here and play dumb like, oh, we don't know what a root is. I don't know. 
uh, not sure what these birds of praise are and maybe have mental health. I'm concerned for you. And we're just like, uh, no, we just need a lawyer to discover it and make sure we subpoena it in. And they keep acting like, and I, you know, told Comer, and Comer should have, um, you know, got a hold of some of the stuff, but he's like, you know, they don't uh, listen to him because they're very political. He's, you know, between Trump and Biden both being involved in this, we got a tick for attack going on between the two sides over who's going to be accountable for what. And so, unfortunately, I'm kind of in the middle, and uh, no one uh, is held accountable for anything. And uh, the, the wicked pastor is essentially um, sitting here taking me to court day in and day out, pretending like he has some reason to even be here or some reason to even uh, have a... Like I told, told myself, I'm like, anything this guy tries to uh, take me to court for is fraud. Because you don't know me. I never met any of these people. And you have no ability to know anything about me besides the fact that you broke into my house and trespassed my property. So any case you would ever have against me is because you trespassed my property. It's called entrapment. And it's fraud. I'm like, you don't know me from anywhere. You don't, uh, never met me. And you don't have any ability to know anything of me besides the fact that you trespassed my house and built your own cameras and go camps up in my, my property. So this guy thinks he's something. He's been taking me to court for three, four years on and off, on and off between a Christian court and some kind of court in, in, in you know, secular places. And I can't know when or where and I can't even get, you know, any um, access to his exhibits or his so-called evidence, which he has none. So there's no cross-examination of anything. And I can't even defend myself because I don't even know what they're talking about. And I can't even know what the charges are against me. And this is how they want to play court. And it's like, you can't even take me to court. And you know dang, dang well you can't because you know my husband will find out. And you don't want him to find out because he will attest, how the heck do you know my wife? And, and why the heck do you know anything about my wife? And you'd be busted. And, uh... You know, um, you have no reason whatsoever to bring in charges. So this man tonight has brought, uh, I tried to get a protective order against him. And of course, uh, the judge call, calls him before the trial and is like, well, how do you want me to rig it for you? What do you want me to do for you? And so it was already set up because this town is so bent on uh, abusing me that they won't give me uh, any sense of justice or any sense of protection. I'm just meant to, to sur- try and survive in my own home because of the governor in this county. And it's just a bunch of, I guess, you know, sexually horny, um, grody people that are bent on uh, assaulting women and kids for fun. Um, and so um, this judge literally took, took you know, bribes with, with Stanley and his lawyer and called him himself, called them personally. And asked them what they needed in this. And so, you know, uh, there's three other people that went before me in this protective order. And it was pretty much just like a lady that's like, I don't want him coming near my kids. He called their school, uh, changed their school accounts, and da da And the judge didn't ask for any evidence. She didn't have to prove anything. She didn't have to. She had a bill uh, over their, their financials that he took half the paycheck out. And that's it. And uh, with me, he cleared everyone out of the courtroom. They televised this court case. 
That's how rigged it was that he's running it for the whole town, televising it. That's how set up this, this judge was ahead of time. And then a uh, sister makes me put my evidence up for five pieces. I had like a bag full, half of it. Uh, I mean, look at this. And I literally was like, uh, find five pieces of evidence. These are going to be your exhibits. And then uh, our guy's going to come uh, discredit them because your standard doctor uh, x ray and your standard doctor uh, statement, as what everyone else brought up there with a bill, a statement isn't good enough evidence there's no date on it or something no name on it like this is a standard x-ray okay i don't uh tell the sonographer hey i need i need a date in my in my name on there it said heart of uh, illinois oby and it had my my birthday and my account number for my patient being a patient and this uh, lawyer literally threw out my he said i don't I, I, i'm not gonna accept that Throughout my my standard procedure sonography uh, exam and, and standard so, um, sonogram pictures and standard X-ray pictures according to the medical practice, because he didn't like the way it was presented. And just like okay, whatever you want, you run the court. I don't have any ability to run my own court. Whatever you want, judge. I'm just here for briberies. And this uh, lawyer literally ran the whole court show, uh, which was a, a, a disgrace and a joke on me humiliating me pretending like i had mental illness and sitting there disgracing me and humiliating me because he's a bribed off pervert uh having fun time with, with uh the lawyers behind the scenes and then it's like you know um everyone else and we watched you know protective orders are a very common thing you don't need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt like a court case and this guy literally set me up like I, I, like I was on trial or something. And I had to try and prove that I was innocent or something. Like I did something. And like all I had to come in here and do was be like, hey, this guy's harassing me. Uh, my life's uh, endangered. And I have a potential of him still harassing me. That's all I had to do. I didn't have to be on, be on, um, um, not beyond reasonable, but, re- but reasonably. And, and this judge doesn't even know, you know, uh, his own re- his own procedures to, to the court and just made them up as he went and thought that I was just uh, naive and didn't have a lawyer and took advantage of me and it's like uh, these were beyond any evidence anyone else in there ever showed the lady before me had literally had a, a bank statement and that was her proof that her check was missing it's like this guy didn't know what the check amount should be and what portion was taken out he didn't know if that man really took it out or if you did. You didn't prove that your sissy didn't come take that check out. You didn't prove that uh, that was missing because of him. You didn't prove that you didn't spend that money. You're making this up. You didn't prove a darn thing. You brought a bank statement in and that's it. There was no name on it. There was no date on it. It didn't say, say that uh, your uh, ex-boyfriend or your husband or whatever uh, was one that withdrew this. It didn't say a darn thing. And this judge didn't have enough sense to even uh, care. That's how biased this man was. And then uh, now Anna comes along and wants to act like uh, I had no ground to uh, give a protection order. And wants to act like he has some ground to come after me and pursue me still after sexual uh, allegations were made against this man. He's still uh, pursuing me. Now I would take you to court because you're pursuing me. 
and you're going to pursue me further after these allegations? That just solidifies your pursuit, buddy. And then, on top of that, he wants to act like I didn't have a case. Excuse me. I had a case. That didn't mean you're innocent. It meant my judge was bribed off and an idiot. That's about it. It didn't mean you're innocent of the freaking crimes. This wasn't a, a, a trial here. This was an appeal for a protective order. And that's how obnoxious this stalking, uh, pedophile, sexual assaulting creep is. And it's like, and then he wants to act like uh, I had uh, no no right to protect myself, and I had no right to try and uh, seek protection for my kids that he's constantly molesting. And even the judge in there is like, uh, did you call cops? I'm like, yeah, uh, thousands of police reports. I'm like, did you call FBI? I'm like, yep, call FBI all the time. Uh, did, did you uh, try and get a lawyer? I'm like, I tried to get a lawyer, but Trump has them all um, rooted in. And they're invested in, and they're not going to go against their investments and their roots. And then he's like, well, did you do this? It's like, okay, uh, last thing I got to do is get a detective, which I haven't done yet. And um, he's like, did you try to get a protective order any other time? I was like, no. So at least now we can say when this man keeps fondling my my family and, and harming us, uh, yeah, I, I got a protective, I tried to get a protective order, but the judge was so bribed off and partial, he wouldn't even consider me being protected, nor my kids. Because he'd rather play fun house with this scoundrel. And so, yeah, you can't blame that on me anymore. And so this guy acts like, you know, he had some reason to um, uh, come pursue me again after this uh, on fraud charges or something. Because uh, he thinks he, that means he's innocent of his crimes. Like, honey, I didn't even take you to court for your crimes yet. I wasn't there to uh, try you for your criminal activity. I didn't have... This is half of my... This is half my evidence. I got another suitcase full. And I only got to put five pieces of for a protective order. Uh, I didn't charge you for your criminal activity, buddy. <laughs> You're not innocent, honey. That's for sure. If this judge had any sense, uh, he would have seen the orderly account of events and the fact that, um, you know, Donald Trump was on here and the abuses that Donald Trump left should have uh, bore witness to the fact uh, of, of you being on here. So, you know, Donald Trump and Joe Biden being involved, especially in this trial that they have going on now, uh, testifies in itself uh, of your involvement and your abuse. have no reason to be here no reason to know me no reason to watch me no reason to hear me no reason to know who i dated when what sexual position i did what uh who my mommy is who my sister is he even calls my dad in iran and asks some questions and tells him hey do you know what your daughter did in college she had one boyfriend oh my gosh you need to freak out about that because i'm not a pastor that sexually assaulted her relentlessly so that's uh, how obnoxious this man is and how uh, perverted he is and how cunning he is that he thinks if he sits here and cold calls everyone and uh, defames me uh, before everyone I know and tries to rewrite history with what he's done that my name is going to be disgraced and I'm not going to come sue him for defamation. <laughs> I'm like, not only did you defame me through cold calling people but you also defamed me with Joe Biden's platform as he continually sits and tells people I'm some kind of insurrectionist, tells people that I'm some kind of uh, 
rebel, tells people I'm like a wild thing, uh, defame me internationally with the international leaders because he's worried that my my podcast and my ministries and my my Christian teachings were gonna get catch caught on overseas and be catchy over there. And literally uh, didn't want me to have an international uh, ministry and wanted to make sure everyone thought I was some kind of rebel wild thing. So this man continues to uh, humiliate my uh, good character and my name, which is pertinent to my job because I was going into ministry and, you know, I was preparing for ministry for eight years as Mike Baker lived with me. And, you know, um, I excelled and surpassed anyone in, in the faith that grew up with us in a 10 year period and superseded people my own age in this. And they were so jealous and so, um, uh, jealous, I guess, and tried to hinder it, tried to hinder me try to put me down, try to stop me, and try to uh, discredit me, um, especially after their sexual misconducts and allegations. And so, you know, um, pretty much, uh, they keep uh, trying to now reprogram my brain and take all my content out, all my content from the scandal and this persecution, all my Christian content. I mean, Elon burnt my whole crown down to ash and dent in my head because he thought that means uh, the Holy Spirit won't speak to me anymore and then uh, I wouldn't have the Holy Spirit in me. Because like, you have my breath in you. This man's not going to kill the Holy Spirit out of you. And so he tried anything he could to uh, discredit um, Christ speaking to me. I'm like, Elon, all I have to do is read the scripture and, and, and God will speak to you and to him and to her and to people all over the world as he pleases. I don't even need to have it in my brain, y'all. It, it, it'll be in your brain. And, you know, I think he just uh, doesn't understand how the spirit works or thinks there's some science behind it. If he, like, morphs this part of my brain, then I won't understand. I won't have any understanding. And he thinks that, you know, if he just uh, more, keeps melting my brain down, that Christ isn't going to speak to me and I'm just going to be some dumb vegetable. And then he can feel better about himself and his missions to Mars, which are pretty much a no-go at this point. So I'm not sure what this man's problem is, why he thinks he needs to back um, this pasture up. He's an atheist. He's a, a evolutionist and a scientist. And he only heard the gospel because I shared it with him. And I was trying to uh, convince him to be a Christian. And, um, you know, try to answer as many questions as he had. And, um, you know, I think he had maybe pieces of Christ, but never had the whole full gospel account. And so he's never even come across it and told me. And now, because he has his sexual assaults and uh, terminal violence, uh, he thinks he's supposed to back this church up because he thinks they're going to sit here and cover him uh, and not hold him accountable for any of his uh, murders or crimes as he tried to kill us all for them. So essentially, he thinks he's going to kill us for them. Uh, so he can say, hey, I got you your land back that you lost to your own Jew because of your crimes in the church. And uh, now, don't hold me accountable for what I've done to your uh, congregant by murdering them to get your land back. <laughs> so we see how um, obnoxious this has become. How the government doesn't think they have a duty to protect their civilians. 
How the federal government don't think they have a, a duty to protect、uh, citizens from、um, illegal use of their military and their technologies and their AI and their intelligence. How the state government doesn't think they have a duty to protect their civilians in their own、uh, homes from, from their property getting defrauded, from、uh, church abuse, from、uh, police abuse, from、uh, identity theft, and from all kinds of sexual assaults. Like, that is why you are instituted. It's like that is your job. I shouldn't have to get private lawyers and, and have a court order you take this stuff off my roof. And so I keep telling Elon, like, hey, my stuff is all copywritten. I've copyrighted、um, my heart, my mind,、um, my being. As you, he has all kinds of you know, technology where he can、uh, enter in me, consume me, and then think if he uses my pictures in my brain. As he consumes me, that they would somehow be his in all kinds of crafty ways. But it's like, no, at the end of the day, this is my content, my life, my experiences. They're not yours to steal, they're not yours whatsoever. And、uh, I put in you know, copyrights for these. And if Joe Biden's going to sit there and obstruct that, even、um, all my、uh, paperwork on it、uh, is barcoded and UBC scannable essentially as a means to. Um, transfer this data, and that's the same as a copyright, it's, it's you know transferable, and so you know it's still、uh, deemed my own until that copyright goes through because it's a、um, you know scannable. So I'm like,、um, it, it's up for, for reuse in a sense under my name, and so、um, I'm like, I made sure to do even you consuming me. Even my heart that you sit here and go through all night long, and you think it's yours to、uh, clean out. Even my mind that you sit here and dig through, that you think it's yours to、uh, block, destroy,、uh, delete, whatever you want. It's like、uh, Prisker banned、uh, pulling books off the shelf in our libraries, and that alluded to you going through my brain or my kid's brain. I just delete chunks of whatever you feel fit. And it's like that's banned in the state of Illinois, and my stuff is mine. And you have no right to touch it or to, to steal it. And so I'm like, I don't know who gave this man access to my body and access to my kid's body, either Merrick or Joe Biden. And it's like, he does not have a right to be in my house, to touch my body, to resize my body, to recreate my body, to go through my body, to steal my content, and to resell it for any purposes, not even for a court, not even for you know, a movie, nothing. And this man knows no bounds. And I gave him and Taylor Swift a cease and desist letter. And they think、um, that they can just keep, keep carrying on and stealing your stuff. It's like, okay, well, now I'm going to get a lawyer because,、uh, you know, I got to get a lawyer for this, I got to get a lawyer for that. It's like, I just need one lawyer to do this all for me. But it's like, I guess I'll get a lawyer for that next. And then, you know, take you to court for that. And maybe you won't have anything to get money off of me for. And you'll sit the heck down. All these guys do is.、Uh, You know, steal from you whatever they can.、And、it's like, well, I guess maybe I'll just get a lawyer and be like, hey, this is my copyright information,、uh, including、uh, my body. And <laughs> then you won't have anything to traffic around here. So, obviously, you know,、um, it's、um, a shame that you offered. 
uh, this honey that God gave you, a fragrant incense before them. You took your, this is uh, to Baker, you took your embroidered cloth, um, put on, I put on them, you offered my oil incense before them, also the food I provided for you, the flour, the oil, the, the oil and honey I gave you to eat, you offered as a fragrant incense before them. That is what happened, declares the sovereign Lord. And you took your sons and daughters, whom you bore to me, and sacrificed them as food to your idols. Was your prostitution not enough? You slaughtered my children and sacrificed them to idols. In all your detestable practices and your prostitution, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare and kicking in your blood. Whoa, whoa, woe to you, declared the sovereign Lord. In addition to all your other wickedness, you built a mound for yourself and made a lofty shrine in every public square. At every street corner, you built your lofty shrines and degraded your beauty, spreading your legs with increasing promiscuity to anyone who passed by. You engaged in prostitution with the Egyptians, your neighbors with large genitals, and aroused my anger with your increasing promiscuity. I stretched out my hand against you and reduced your territory. I gave you over to the greed of your enemies, the daughters of the Philistines, who were shocked by your lewd conduct. You engaged in prostitution with the Assyrians, too, because you were insatiable. And even after that, Baker, you still were not satisfied. Then you increased your promiscuity to include the Babylonians, a land of merchants. But even with this, you were still not satisfied, Baker. It's like you took your congregants, you offered them as fire and food to your uh, idols, and you engaged in prostitution by pimping me out on every street corner. You went to the Chamber of Commerce. You went through every public square and built yourself a lofty shrine and, and pimped out your congregants and, and my children and spread your legs as far as you could and degrade your beauty by uh, pimping out and promiscuing uh, your congregants on every street corner. And you engaged in prostitution with, with Andy the Egyptians. Your neighbors uh, aroused your God's anger with your increasing promiscuity. Uh, he stretched out his hand against you and reduced your territory. You lost your land for that. And then what? Uh, I give you over to the greed of your enemies, the daughters of the Philistines. The Philistine came. He was shocked and appalled at your behavior, your lewdness. Then you weren't satisfied, Baker. You were still hungry. You still whetted your appetite. And then you went after the Assyrians, Trump, because you were insatiable. And even after that, you were still not satisfied. You increased your promiscuity to include Babylonia, Musk, and what uh, land of uh, merchants. But even with this, you were not satisfied. This guy's appetite is never done. I am filled with fury against you, declares the sovereign Lord. And when you do all these things, acting like a brazen prostitute, when you built your mound at every street corner and made your lofty shrines in every public square, you were unlike a prostitute because you scorned payment. 
So that just goes to show um, who the prostitute is here and, and how. So they said, well, if the report gets to the governor, we'll satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were told. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. So they had lied about what, how Baker hacked my phone and never um, officially told the governor or anyone. And the Jews all protected each other, covered them. And I think like Baker had been telling people that I came to him or something. But I don't know how he explains the phone being hacked. I don't know if he's like, uh, I came to him and told him to watch my phone hack. Like, that wouldn't even make sense. So, I'm not sure how he would uh, say that. Um, then the eleven disciples went to Galilee on the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you out to the very end of age. And, you know, um, and the thing that they keep doing is, um, you know, making my body fatter and bigger for money. They think it's cute to sexually harass and sexually assault my body shape. I'm like... Uh, this man had added 30, Joe Biden added 35 pounds to my frame, uh, continues to make it wider. Elon, uh, literally, I tried to put on a shirt today, and my arms can't even fit in my shirt holes, and my buttocks can't even fit in my panties, because he made me four times bigger. I mean, that's just like how sexually assaulting it, this guy is. He molds me like I'm his clay, molds my butt for himself, molds my my thighs for himself, rearranges my arms for himself, rearranges my whole figure, like I'm just a lump of clay, and he's here to uh, sexually assault it any way he can creatively think of. And it's like, who is giving him the technology to do do this? What's Joe Biden? It's like, who said uh, Elon Musk can come in here and rearrange my body any creative way he wants? And this is how they get money for their investments. People literally uh, throw, you know, lots at this. Uh, let's make her big and strong, guys. Get strong. Get strong. I'm like, what sexually harassing president tells some other man's wife to be strong for him? And he decreed this. And essentially, he didn't want anyone to know that I had an attractive figure. And he ordered my figure be marred so he could sit here and lark uh, for four years in my freaking home. And it's just appalling how there's no justice over anything this guy has done to my body because no one gets their roots off of my property. And we're sitting here burnt on fire. My dog's lit on fire as we speak. And so are my kids. And he thinks that we're all supposed to sit here and be killed so he can have fun with another man's wife. And so I'm just like, get out of my house. Uh, I'm not supporting your adulteries. I'm not... uh winking at your adulteries and uh i'm sure not welcome welcoming here so don't uh get confused later down the road uh as if this was you know uh some kind of welcoming experience of uh your name over here so you know many women do noble things but you surpass them all charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeing but a woman who fears the lord is to be praised honor her for all her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate.
That's right. So the law will go up from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples and he will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. He'll beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Excuse me. So everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid. Lord on my And so John MacArthur, you know, testified to Trump as well. He said, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. And out of the fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. And so John, you know, I think alluded to uh, Trump being here saying that many, many times. But, um, and it was reported at the gate uh, many times for the stuff he's done, but these guys don't want to acknowledge um, any of that, and we know, um, you know, he even has my sister's house, um, surveillance and, and stalked <laughs> the way he does, and it's just horrific how he, uh, exploits people and does it, like, so creepily, and thinks that he could just, you know, make up fake court cases on one and, and justify the other who hasn't brought it up yet or something, I mean, sure. So the fire blazed among the fro- their followers. A flame consumed the wicked at Horeb. They made a calf, worshipped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glorious God for an image of a bull which eats the grass. They forgot God who saves them, who had done great things in Egypt, miracles in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. So he said he would destroy them. Had not Moses, chosen, the chosen one, stood in the breach before him to keep the wrath from destroying them. They grumbled in their tents and they didn't obey God. He swore with an uplifted hand that he would make them fall in the wilderness. Leave that little tidbit there just to document it and get out. You know, free press is a beautiful thing. And, you know, we have a lot of people that have been uh, trampling on that because of their uh, freedoms of expression and their freedoms to uh, cover uh, truth and reality. And so, you know, um, while we ha- it's important that we continue to uh, exercise our uh, right to free speech, especially in the privacy of your home and especially, you know, um, in private spaces. So... Um, I want to make sure mine um, is documented as well and gets out there because, um, you know, we can, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, suppress the truth um, and have someone, you know, one uh, free press source uh, dictate to everyone uh, what the freedom of expression should be. And in that case, though, you know, they might be aligned and on the same page, we have still taken away um, our right to free speech. So 
Um, I want to make sure my um, reality and truth and, you know, my uh, autobiography is well documented. So we'll keep it short and sweet for now. And um, I'll go ahead and post this out there. Thanks, guys, for listening to me. And I appreciate your support. And um, please uh, help spread truth and uh, um, strengthen the moral uh, thread of our society. As we know, a little leaven can leaven the whole lump. And we know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that ultimately um, the Holy Spirit is uh, in the world to help push back on darkness and to help um, keep some of the, you know, reign of uh, Satan's kingdom um, for fully taken over. So let's make sure we continue to be Christians where uh, Christians are needed. Let's make sure we continue to be uh, walking in the spirit and, and living in the spirit. And, you know, um, we are left here on earth <laughs> for a reason. We're not, you know, saved and then taken to heaven, obviously, for a reason. And it's hard to find um, the fruit of uh, Christianity anymore at this point. And so, and not just Christians, but I found in, in these times of the church being absolutely just corrupted and filthy, uh, it's the non-believers that are um, actually more righteous and have some kind of sense of... Uh, you know, morale and, and, um, ethics. So more power to those who, um, you know, want to have, uh, good, you know, deeds and push good ethics and push good morale. And, you know, um, you don't necessarily have to be a Christian, we see, to do that because, um, you know, Christians often live by the name and live by heritage, yet their fruits uh, fall short in their work and their output isn't living up to um, who they claim they are and what they claim they believe. And so I'll power more to um, the Imago Dei and the Common Grace, right? So may we all continue to push uh, for um, righteousness sake. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me, and I hope to do this again soon. Thanks. Bye.